We're told Jules Verne's Voyage Extraordinaire, the vast body of novels written over a 42-year period from 1863 to 1905, are quintessentially a document about a changing world and the new possibilities, social, scientific, or political, on the horizon. As travel and technology moved to center stage and became in every sense a motive force in the storytelling process, Jules Verne lengthily recorded the 19th century's fascination with the machine and its miraculous power to shrink the globe, enable communication, facilitate construction, or, in some cases, precipitate destruction. At the same time, while colonial expansion changes the century's perception of the geopolitical map, so too the boundaries of fiction itself are redrawn by Verne in a groundbreaking vision that shifts the novel from local to global concerns. This is partly because Verne deliberately aims to instruct and enlighten his adolescent reader through a series of fictional journeys beyond the frontiers of the homeland. His focus, with a few interesting exceptions, is rarely on France itself, although amply covered in the school curriculum. It is significant that around the world in 80 days, in that novel, the crossing of France is entirely elided in Phineas Fogg's outward journey. Nor is there any reference in that novel to the terrible recent events of the Franco-Prussian War and the Commune, which are no doubt far too close to home for a reading public in need of escape and wishing to be enlightened about more far-flung places. Verne concentrates above all on practicalities, focusing on the technical details of locomotion, communication, and what we nowadays call lifestyle. From the submarine to the ocean liner, the train and the motor car, the balloon to the airplane, the phonograph to the telephone, and the photograph to the moving image. Virtually no aspect of then contemporary technological experiment or development remained unmentioned or untouched. He pays attention as well to the political dimensions of exploration and colonization and takes a strong interest in the issue of nationalities, both in terms of particular national characteristics and in terms of national uprising and the oppression of minorities. Captain Nemo, among many other characters in Verne's work, is famously the champion of an oppressed group. Jules Verne writes still in the context of a world of empires mostly intact. That from Timothy Unwin in the essay Jules Verne, Negotiating Change in the 19th Century. We're aware, no doubt, that PBS has launched a TV adaptation of Around the World in 80 Days, and that's seen on TV stations like WVIA. But right now, we have a fresh take on the whole Around the World concept, and that is taking place in Scranton. A program titled World Travelers is underway as a partnership involving Broadway Theater League, AIE-NEPA, at the Northeastern Educational Intermediate Unit, Scranton Lackawanna Human Development Agency, and Ballet Theater of Scranton. We had a chance to speak by phone with Frank Blasey, Executive Director of Broadway Theater, and Dr. Catherine Cullen-Richmond, Director of Arts in Education, Northeast PA. Broadway Theater League presents national touring Broadway shows, and we have been doing so in Scranton since 1959. The 1959-1960 season was our first season. We just celebrated our 60th anniversary two years ago. 
What we basically do is the shows that tour throughout the country from Broadway come to Scranton, usually for a period of time. Right now, we do four shows on our series, and they'll come in on Friday night, and they'll leave on Sunday night. And some shows we will have for a full week, and on occasion, we would have a show for two weeks. That's obviously the rare case. So what we do is we like to educate people about you know the Broadway musicals, as well as straight plays that come through the, uh, the country, so that we have an ability to actually come here, see the show in the same quality, basically, that you see on Broadway, without having to travel, uh, get a hotel, pay the tolls, et cetera, et cetera. So um, we were very happy to be able to do that for the community, and, and we'll hopefully continue to do it for 60 more years. And you've been doing very well, Frank, in terms of trying to balance and negotiate what's been happening in terms of the COVID-19 pandemic. Absolutely. The last two years have been quite uh, a challenge for the entire industry. In February of 2020, we had a, a show that was very well received. It was the play that goes wrong. And unfortunately, then we had a shutdown for the rest of 2020 and 2021, all the way up until December when we were starting the season with Waitress. During that period of time, we were trying to keep Broadway on the forefront in the areas the best that we could, even though no shows were actually touring at that time. And that kind of ties into our discussion today is uh, one of the things that we took upon ourselves at that point is Dr. Catherine Cullen, who was our curriculum specialist for education, joined us. And we decided to push forward with education programs about Broadway for students uh, all the way up to uh, senior citizens during a period of time when they were unable to actually see shows themselves. How did you begin to think about the opportunities presented by the Broadway Theater League programming? Well, I knew that one of the most important aspects of working with a major organization like Broadway Theater would be to connect them with partners in the community that would be able to facilitate new ideas that would spring from what their mission was. So Broadway Theater has a mission to educate the public about what they do and the arts, specifically theater and dance and music as they pertain to the Broadway genre. But in the ideas that came to my head, I thought, basically, how can we engage this organization with other arts organizations and also other community organizations and connect with different populations? So knowing what I know about research and how the arts enhance the cognition of older adults and how the arts enhance all aspects of learning in young children, and how the arts assist teachers in integrating creativity and imagination in the classroom, those three populations became the focus of our initiatives at Broadway Theater. And what about the implementation as we learn more about what you're proposing or what you've proposed Frank, how is this going to play out time-wise in terms of, have you started it or is it pending? The programs actually have started. We started them during the pandemic, and um, we actually uh, performed some of them uh, virtually just so that we would be able to keep Broadway in the forefront of, of people's minds while we were shut down by the pandemic. So we have had successful programming with respect to our Performing Arts Conservatory, which involves students between 5th grade and 12th grade which we've done virtually, and we know, oh, now we're back to doing it in person. We were also very successful with respect to dealing with the senior citizens to the extent that right before the pandemic struck, we were actually going to various locations, senior centers, showing them participation in the arts. And 
our idea from our standpoint from Broadway was we would try to go out and get money, whether it be through a grant or whether it be through donations to the public, so that we can then provide the students that participated in our program and the seniors that participated with a ticket to one of the shows. We were able to actually accomplish the first step of that with respect to sending them to a show when the Buddy Holly story came in last fall, and that was the first real show that, that started after the pandemic hit. So we were able to get tickets to the students and to the, the senior citizens. And now we're moving full speed ahead with it. Uh, we have students from our conservatory attending our upcoming performance of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which is uh, actually next weekend, February 4th through the 6th. So it has been implemented, and we've gone through all the bumps and bruises of the uh, pandemic by making sure that we still kept the, the programs alive virtually when necessary. And, of course, Catherine was a major factor in that as well. Catherine, what are you seeing that's delighting you from what Frank has described for us? Well, first of all, one of our programs that was virtual was called World Travelers. And it was a curriculum that I created in collaboration with regional artists in many different genres of the arts to teach young, very young children, ages three to five, diversity, equity, and inclusion through, through the arts. And this was a completely virtual project. We worked with the Head Start program in Luzerne County, and we just finished this fall with the Head Start program in Lackawanna County. So I was delighted to see thousands of little children online engaging directly with professional artists and learning about diversity, about their world. And it was, it was just wonderful to see and, and really how many classrooms we touched. And so another aspect of that, which is really exciting, is that little children don't do well in, in the theater in terms of sitting for a long time and being able to, you know, get through a Broadway show. So we are in the process of producing a movie on Broadway theater called World Travelers. And we have a great team of writers and composers and actors and actresses who are going to portray the animals that the children met in the curriculum through the virtual classrooms. And um, Broadway will then offer the movie free of charge to the Head Start programs and to school districts and other organizations that have young children who would want to watch a fun-filled, wonderful movie. So I'm, I'm thrilled with that. That was just so, so much fun to see the little kids and know that Broadway was doing this for them. Catherine, you've worked with all of the organizations, and I saw on the list Ballet Theater of Scranton, for example, and some of the individuals, but also some of the arts organizations. Yes. For every grant we write, we try to engage as many community collaborators as possible. And Joanne Arduino at Ballet Theater of Scranton has been a phenomenal partner of ours. In fact, she's co-producing the World Travelers movie with me and, of course, Frank and Broadway Theater as executive producers. So it's very exciting to, to involve different organizations. And Broadway Theater is now presenting Arts Alive as of 2022. So I can't tell you, after 30 years, to have an organization as prestigious as Broadway Theater League presenting our summer program is a, a source of delight, if you will, Erica, for me 
And in that instance, we you know we have students working through the AFA Gallery and again um, ballet theater, and of course Broadway theater. But for our summer program, we will be delighted to have Broadway theater as our main presentation organization. So great, great collaboration. And it's wonderful because you're not only giving gifts to young people for their lives, but you're also building audiences. There will be then theater audiences, theater lovers, for example, in the future, and their lives will be enriched and the art form will be able to sustain itself in that way if people are introduced to the wonders of theater. It's it's exactly right, Erica. We're we're so excited because the energy and enthusiasm that Catherine brings to the organization is, is so wonderful for us. And one of the things that we also perform when we're going out and presenting these lessons to the students by way of master classes, et cetera, we're using local artists, some who still live in Scranton, some who are out moved on to New York and even into California to act. And it shows the, uh, the students in this area that there is a, a, a future for you in the arts if you, if you have the talent and you so choose that. And I think that just giving them that boost right now from when they're in high school, even in grade school, is a major, major way of perpetuating, you know, the Broadway art throughout, throughout the whole country at this point. You know, and Catherine's uh, mentioning of the World Travelers Program is a great example of uh, we had never reached out to, to young children three to five years before. We had no idea what we'd be able to do. And Catherine developed this beautiful curriculum where literally the students are taken to each of the seven continents, and at each continent they're introduced to an animal that will basically walk them through the the beauties of that particular continent and teach them through dance and through song and, and whatever, inclusion, diversity, how wonderful this entire world is. And it really opens up the eyes of these kids. And I know Catherine's excited to see how excited the children are with it, but really, I mean, the letters that we've received from participant families, it's, it's just been wonderful to see what we were able to do in the community, especially during a period of time when not much else was able to be done as far as going out into the public. So the program really does, it reaches into our community and it embraces the artists that are here, the artists that have been here and that have moved into to bigger venues, and also to the people who grew up in this area to show, yes, there's a possibility, yes, we can move forward on all of these things. It's just, it's been a beautiful thing for us to see. And every day we sit down, we, we still brainstorm with ideas on how we can move forward, and, and we really have done so. A great example of that is even our, our programs for the elderly people as well. You know, Catherine and uh, Dr. Kim DeAndre, who's one of our board members, are actually using that senior program to do a study on how the cognitive benefits of arts and theater and Broadway enlightens uh, the, the lives of some of the senior citizens and their caregivers. It really is an overreaching program, and we're really so proud of it. Erica, one of the programs Frank may have mentioned, we work with professional educators. So my work at the Intermediate Unit as a curriculum specialist and professional development expert was really enriching for this project. And so we give local or regional educators, let's say, Act 48 Hours for their attendance at a pre-show workshop. Then we go to a Broadway show as part of the curriculum for the day. And then after we have the event and the workshop, the next time they come, we discuss ways that they integrated the ideas into their classroom. So any teacher that would like to join at this point in time is more than welcome. 
there were three shows left during the year, and and then to have the workshop, and then to receive the acts 48 hours through the Northeastern Educational Intermediate, who's one of the partners of Broadway Theater. I mean, I think this is a great opportunity, and the teachers really, really like it. Think of what you both just said. You're touching three- to five-year-old young people. You're touching young people and then seniors. You're touching teachers and developing teachers. You're promoting the arts and the artists, so the artists are able to do what they do, and the quality of life of the community is expanded by this partnership. Thank you, Erica. Yes, and like I said, we're, we're so proud of it. And once again, now that the shows are starting back up, we have some more exciting ways of doing it. So now that the teachers could actually go and see the shows, the upcoming shows, and the students are able to, to see some of what they're learning in their conservatory classes on stage and the revival of bringing back of Broadway shows at this point. I think that we've built a very, very good foundation with our, our period of time during the pandemic, teaching everyone here that they're excited to go and see some shows now. Tell us what's coming up, Frank. On uh, Next weekend, February 4th through the 6th, we have Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which is a Broadway musical that played just recently in, in Broadway. It's been based on the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory movies. It's a very visually beautiful show with great music written by the same team that wrote the music for Hairspray. So it's really exciting, and we have a lot of our, our students coming to that performance. In March, we have South Pacific, which is, of course, a classic tale, a classic musical with music that everyone in the, that has grown up in, the, in this world has heard before and has, has enjoyed, a great musical from the past. And then Cats ends our season, which is, of course, a testament to the dance and then Andrew Lloyd Webber's music. It's truly a spectacle, one of the longest-running shows that ever played on Broadway. And then in between our season, we have a couple of extras on February 24th. We have The British Invasion, which is a immersive, interactive show. There'll be films and photographs projected uh, from the 1960s when the British invasion occurred. And then the bands are all recreated on stage live with music, and it's really a great immersive experience. We have Blue Man Group, which is coming in May, coming for two nights in, in May. And finally, Stomp, which is a well-known uh, performance piece that was supposed to be here in, in January, but unfortunately, due to the pandemic, had to get postponed and moved to June. June 1st and 2nd, Stomp will be here as well. So it's a great mix of shows that have played uh, on Broadway years ago and things that are playing on Broadway now and shows that have played in the relative past. So we're really excited about our season, and we're just happy that people are able to get back out again and back into the theater. How do teachers and how do we all learn more about what you've been laying out for us? Well, first of all, I want to mention that many of the school districts reimburse the teachers for their participation in this project. So um, teachers can go to their administration and discuss this as an opportunity for professional development. And we have schools sending teachers. Valley View is one of them, Valley View School District. And Holy Rosary School send many, many of, of their educators to our project. But in answer to your specific question, the NEIU Arts and Education Program has a website, and it's A-I-E-N-E-P-A, so Arts and Education Northeastern PA dot org, A-I-E-N-E-P-A dot org. And on that website, we describe all of the programs that we discuss now, and most of the enrollment is through Broadway Theater itself. Frank, maybe you could say the number. 
um, to call? Absolutely, yeah. Anyone that wants any further information can certainly call our Broadway Theater League offices at 570-342-7784, and we will be able to discuss with them any questions they would have and also forward to them any information that we have with respect to the program, some of which have brochures which are really still being built, but some of them have brochures that I have here that I could present to them, and uh, we can get them any information they need. Frank Blasey, Executive Director of Broadway Theatre League, and Dr. Catherine Cullen-Richmond, Director of Arts in Education, Northeast PA, speaking about the broad range of educational initiatives involving a series of community partnerships under the aegis of Broadway Theatre League, World Travelers, Broadway Theatre, AIE NEPA, at the Northeastern Educational Intermediate Unit, the Scranton-Lackawanna Human Development Agency and Ballet Theater of Scranton. There is mention of Arts Alive 2022, which is now being presented by Broadway Theater League of Northeast Pennsylvania. World Travelers the Movie will be coming soon. And Dr. Richmond Cullen told us about the fact that educators at the high school level will be able to receive Act 48 professional development hours for their participation in workshop programs hosted by Broadway Theater League. Lots to be excited about and lots to explore. And for those websites, broadwaytheater.com, broadwaytheater.com, or AIE. NEPA.org, A-I-E-N-E-P-A.org.